time for Dodger Baseball. All right, now I guess we can start to take things a little more seriously. This is Swing Shift. My name is Ryan Bershinger. He is Bo Benson. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SwingShiftRNB. Uh, not on threads yet, because I'll be honest, Bo, I still can't figure out how to make a second account on threads. So um, as of right now, you know, I made one for myself and uh, the podcast will come there eventually. But by that yeah, point, fine. people will forget that it's a thing. Yeah, there's... There's no algorithm there anyway. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just pump the news feed with anyone who uh, who uses the app, regardless of whether or not you follow them. Um, I'm sure it'll be useful at some point. It's I like it. It's it's a it's a likable app. It's you know, it's the guy who runs it is not as much of a fucking dweeb, but you know, it's it's still there. Which that is such a damning indictment on Elon Musk, to be <laughs> honest with you, because like Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking dork. <laughs> yeah. Like massive dork. <laughs> but like yeah, in comparison, it's not even close. Right. Cuz he Elon got to the point where he would uh be a person who tweets Zuck is a cuck and then you're like, "All right, yeah. this and then eight hours later is like, let's measure our dicks. Like, that's weird, dude. <laughs> like, this was a man that, like, much of the people believed, much of the world believed was one of the smartest people in the world. And then um, he just has, like, very steadily revealed himself to the public as being a total fucking moron. Like, yeah, one like, by my, one. my Elon Musk moment was like, I used to think he was cool. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy is, yeah. like, leading the way with electric cars. And then he was like, yeah, uh, I, I want to build a flamethrower. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, wait, no, this guy's just a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah, because then you're like, all right, this, I guess he's a he's a dork and he's trying to, you know, fit in with, with people and whatnot. And then and then he's like, here's my truck and it's a, a box <laughs> on wheels. And no, like, oh, it's straight up. It's just from Halo. That's, <laughs> like, oh, that, yeah, that's uh, that's that's got. PS2 graphics like that's yeah, was, uh, okay and then he's like I'm gonna spend billions of dollars on this website and then everyone tells him actually you shouldn't do that and he's like oh wait I I don't want to do that anymore and then the website's like well you already you already did it like you kind of have to do it now like it's uh I just, too far gone, I just buddy. want Sorry, everybody no. to remember that Elon Musk did not want to buy Twitter he was legally forced to <laughs> He tried his hardest to not do this. Yep. yep. Yeah. And now he's... And it's, it's such a shame because Twitter used to be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. now it's just bad. He's doing all he can to drive away his clientele, which yeah. is always a, a good business decision. Um, speaking of driving away your clientele, uh, the Angels are in fourth place in the American League West. Oh, well, I, I was going to say Juan Soto's trending, and it's because uh, Derek Jeter wants the Yankees to trade for him. Right. <laughs> so either way, we can do we can do either one. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so we had the All-Star game yesterday. Now, um, go National League. Yeah, we, won. we finally made it. We are we have uh, we have crossed the threshold. Which, by the way, if the Dodgers are looking for relief help at the trade deadline, um, there was this Someone guy came who, in and closed that game yesterday. Guys, he closed out the All Star game, so he must be really good. Um, so take a look at who got the save in the All Star game, and uh, and and maybe the Dodgers should consider bringing that guy in. Yeah, um, that would that would yeah. that should help. 
Um, also, there was a guy who who came in in the middle of an inning and got a strikeout. And um, I mean, I, I'm saying this actually unironically. Uh, the Dodgers should trade for Kenley Jansen. That'd be, <laughs> be nice. Uh, uh, hey, uh, hey. <laughs> Give me some fucking credit here. I suggested that weeks uh, ago. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you, you, yeah. You did. The hell. Uh, so that's. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah. Co-host. <laughs> I was talking about Michael Lorenzen, actually. Thank you very much. I'm trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, by the way, yeah. So with the All Star Game, um. It, it, Michael Lorenzen actually had to come in in the middle of an inning. Which, by the way, you know, if when you're talking about like the stardom, the absolute stardom that is on display in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. Nothing says, let's bring on the All-Stars by taking Michael Lorenzen, who is on the team because of a technicality, (laughs) because the Tigers needed someone. Um, (laughs) And they stuck him in the middle of an inning uh, to pitch with runners on base. That's the exact moment where you're like, all right, this is a good time for the uh, the offense to shine in the All-Star Game. And they, they did not score. Michael Lorenzen shut that door closed. Um, so, so good on you, Michael. And also sorry, Toronto, because, uh, <laughs> because Jordan Romano, uh, got hurt in that inning. And that's why Michael Lorenzen then had a pitch. Um, uh, it's fun, you know, fun, uh, fun couple of days. The all-star game is always a good time. Um, I think that, you know, for the last decade plus it's gotten to a point where also the all-star game is, uh, uh, not a ton of offense because, pitchers come in and they want to show off as much as they can and with as many relievers that make the team now um it it stifles offense like crazy and then you'll have uh, felix bautista who's been incredibly dominant this year just hang one to another technicality and that's only as diaz <laughs> and then uh, and suddenly the national league gets a win uh which is incredible um we did it, you know. We finally, we finally have uh, uh, got that monkey off of our backs. the The National League is is now a, a real league once again. We yeah. can actually, uh, yeah. the Dodgers can now win the World Series. It's allowed. Um, but of course, the more interesting stuff with the All Star break is the stuff that did not happen on the field. Um, and you have once again a a you know Shohei Otani weekend. Uh, with the all-star break now he couldn't pitch because he has a blister on his finger but he still hit and he I mean he struck out and uh, but um, what was interesting is after the game uh, he was quoted as uh, when you know when he was asked about uh, what player he likes to watch out of all the players that he could have said um, he said Mookie Betts which you know we have that in common Shohei uh, yeah, we also enjoy watching Mookie Betts because he gets to play for our favorite team, and that's really nice. Um, he also, uh, the day prior, uh, spoke to the media and was very honest and uh, basically said, uh, "Losing sucks, <laughs> and I don't want to. Uh, in essence, I don't want to play on a team that loses anymore." Um, now what also kind of made ripples, uh, at the all-star game was, you know, the Seattle fans chanting, come to Seattle when he came up during his at bat and, uh, and, and people made, uh, quite a bit of do about that. And to them, I want to say, um, as much as, you know, I respect Seattle, uh, we have said that the Mariners are swing shifts, American league team. Uh, Seattle seems like great people. Um, I also do want to point out that the Seattle Mariners have exactly one more win than the Los Angeles Angels at the moment. Um, yeah, no, that 
Number one, they fucked up. They should have said, come as you are to Seattle. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. Uh, and also, yeah, Otani was not like, uh, yeah, that Julio Rodriguez, what a guy. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. No one has ever been more of a Dodger than Shohei Otani is right now. Like, it's just not even close. It was... Uh... It's interesting. Like, like, the the love fest between everybody there, like Otani and then Mookie and Freddie. Yeah. Like it's and just the way like the guys around baseball talk about it. Like mm-hmm. friend of the show, JP Morosi, he's kind of like hinted at it a little stronger. Ken Rosenthal is basically all but said like it's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Like the way he frames every update about Shohei Otani, like he might as well just have a big sign pointing at him that says Dodgers on it, like it's it's goofy i think uh as we've talked about otani for you know like a year now practically um every time we talk about him i try to not get too excited about it because uh i i say things with a little bit of tongue-in-cheek you know being fully aware that like what could very easily happen is some some team like the Mets or the Yankees decide to just like throw it like $800 million at him or something. And then it doesn't happen. Um, but, yeah, but uh, I still think the Dodgers would beat it. I think they just want Otani. Yeah. I like, think so they too. They wanted Otani the entire time. I think that like, I, I ironically, like I'm, I'm forcing myself not to fully buy it because I think I would be too excited. And but the reality is when you look at things objectively and you look at what everybody's saying and the way that he's acting and everything, it makes all the sense in the world. Like, and, and, and I, I, I feel weird because we're, we're devout fans of the team and we do a podcast about them, but this isn't a, a fan perspective. This is a complete 100% objective perspective here on what will happen with Otani. It makes so much sense that he ends up with the Dodgers. Yeah. It makes it makes too much sense and it I really do believe that it actually is going to happen. The only thing that's holding me back from believing that is is my own uh uh well-being and my own sanity. <laughs> to, to just, I, yeah, uh, just just the way the life life to, goes. Yeah, to give myself a life like, yeah, but it could change. I mean, I will honestly be a fan of his wherever he goes. He's the most ridiculous player we've ever seen in yeah. sports. Mm-hmm. But like there's just We've said it a million times. Nothing the Dodgers have done like the last two offseason makes any sense unless they're going to throw endless amounts of money at Shohei Otani. Right. Right. Like that's it. And that's just and just everything that's happened since then. Like, I'm sorry, man. Anyone that actually believed the Angels were going to make the playoffs this year is fucking just high in the sky dreaming. And yeah. that wouldn't keep Otani there. Yeah. Because there's nothing there's nothing that's key. Like. The sell like. If you're Otani and the Angels offer you $650 million, $700 million, you make the playoffs. You're like, oh, great. Okay, we're going to do this. They're just going to turn around and be like, you know what? Between you and Mike Trout, we just don't have money to spend on guys, so I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And then he just spends his entire career making the playoffs one time. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. He's And clearly, he really wants to win. Yeah. And I think it helps that the Dodgers beat the shit out of the Angels every single time <laughs> they play. Like... Uh, it's just i don't know it, 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 i wouldn't be shocked if it doesn't happen because it's a one in 30 chance but man it feels like a much bigger than a one in 30 chance right now right right um because there's realistically only a couple options 
And even then, I don't know if the couple options are even options, you know, outside of the Dodgers. You say the Yankees because that in in our minds it makes sense, but the reality is on paper I don't know if, if it does. They I I don't know if they would if they have the financial wherewithal. The Yankees to do it. They, Yankees don't spend money like that anymore. Right. Yeah. Um the Mets only because um Steve Cohen is is willing to uh you know have the uh, the salary of a, but, of a you know a GDP like, of a small country. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day too, like they're <laughs> the Mets are the worst like they're the like probably the most uh underperforming team this year right yeah they're they're an like, embarrassment like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so, like, really bad um Otani I think Otani has made it clear that he wants to win right? yeah the losing sucks press conference is big yeah and like yeah the Dodgers just win I mean Otani I think understands that all you can do is get into the 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 casino yeah and it's out of your hands from there so right I don't. I just I, I'm not going to take it as a foregone conclusion, but man, it just. I'm not going to be surprised at all if that's the way it goes. Yeah, it just feels like I don't know. It feels like Le, like LeBron joining the Lakers or Anthony Davis joining the Lakers or any time, <laughs> like Damian Lillard is going to join the Heat. We all know it. It's we all we just all know it's going to happen. Right. Like it's just one of those things in sports that we just know I think is going to happen. Um. And of course, with the Angels' perspective, like the thing is, is I don't, I'm I'm banking on the Dodgers signing Otani in the offseason. I'm I'm not banking on them trading for him. And no, part of me feels like it actually wouldn't be a good idea, um, because of the fact that because you're you're really only trading for the exclusive negotiation rights. You're not trading for him for the rest of this season. I mean, you yeah. are obviously, but like the reason why you would do that trade is just to to talk extension. And if they feel confident enough that one he's going to hit the open market and two he wants to play for the Dodgers, then they absolutely should just wait until the offseason to acquire him. Yeah. I well, and like this has been said many times, there's not the only team that can offer enough that could make trading Shohei Otani conceivable is the Dodgers. Yeah. Because nobody else is going to empty out their farm system for a guy that's definitely not re-signing with them. Yeah. The Padres, the Padres farm is just destroyed and they're most likely sellers mm-hmm. more than anything. Um, Like the Giants, I guess, maybe, but they don't really have a farm. Um. So yeah, but Artie Moreno is not going to send Otani to the Dodgers, so no. it's it's moot to even entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to make it to the off season, and I, the only team that I have any qualms about is the Giants. Yeah, but I just think I don't know. You, again, you don't hear Otani being like, "Oh man, that uh, Logan Webb." I really like right. his game. Right. Yeah. That's and that's. That's the thing is that financially speaking, the Giants 100% could do it, and I'm sure they want to. But if you know if he's prioritizing winning at the level that he's prior, because he's going to get paid regardless of where he goes, he he yeah. wants to go somewhere that he's going to win. And um, I mean, it, it's a good sell to he's established some kind of life here in Southern California. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, the Dodgers and Japanese players have that pipe that pipeline. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, it, again, it's just one of those things. It just makes sense. Yeah. So I look forward to six months from now when we're 
talking about Otani signing with the Cubs or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I think um, the Angels also, like, they're in, it's such a weird position where it's um, it's gotten to the point where, like, obviously for the the smartest thing for them to do baseball wise is to trade him right now yeah um, trade i i think the dodgers would still give up a massive haul just yeah. to get otani in the building yeah and all that stuff mm-hmm. and yeah like yeah it would instantly reinvigorate the angels franchise but yeah. they just that like it's just not gonna happen man yeah i know it's not gonna happen i'm looking at it in like because again, yeah, they're only if they're smart, they'll trade him to a team that's going to overpay with prospects. Um, the there's one thought that I have where like I could see them doing it would would be like the Rangers. I don't know if the Rangers still have enough like high caliber prospects because obviously they had you know guys like Josh Young break to the majors this year, but. Um, I'm sure they've got still a decent enough m- amount of talent where it also would make sense for them where they're playing so well right now. I They, they seem like a team that would kind of just decide to go all in on this year out of nowhere, even though they've, they've, they've built up enough traction and, and some good young talent where, and, you know, obviously like Seager and, and Simeon are under contract for, for a long time. Um, so they have a longer window, but I they also seem like a team that would treat this as like a, a short-term window mainly because i think their their pitching staff is is kind of overperforming um yeah so they're a team where like i wouldn't be surprised if even if they saw him as just a rental like they would they would do it um i don't i just don't think moreno's trading him in their division pro- it, I, he, yeah he like probably at not at all at all but especially in their division yeah I, 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 I get that. I, I also think that like, if it's, I don't know, it's it with the angels and Rangers, it would kind of be like us trading with like the, the, the Rockies and, and, and only in the sense of like distance between the two franchises where there's, you know, not quite the level of vitriol and, and, and fan bases, even though obviously, yeah, the Rangers, you're trading to the first place team in, in the division. That's much different than the Dodgers trading to the Rockies. But, um, but it would be the other way around, like the Rockies trading to the Dodgers, which they obviously haven't wanted to do in the past. So maybe it's not the, the best comparison, <laughs> but um, the only, the only team I think that, could maybe get the angels to budge on a deal. Cause I don't think he's going to send them to the American league. Mm. Cause I just don't think any of the teams that are in position to compete are ready to gut their farm. Yeah. The Braves. I thought about the Braves too. Yeah. It, it, it would, it makes too much sense for them. Yeah. Like, like they just, would do you're it. You're 60, you're 16 and 29. You're very clearly the best team in baseball. I think maybe, yeah. maybe you and the Rays, mm. but like, yeah, whatever. Just, get a half season of Otani and lose him in free agency. Like, yeah. And they have a decent farm. Him, him going to the Braves would also be probably the scariest scenario for us because I, I, that's, that's a a franchise where if he gets there, they have a, they have a chance of winning this season. Um, where also like they're, they're not a poor franchise by any means. Like they have money. They, they pretend like they don't, but they do. 
Um, and that would be a situation where he'd very easily be convinced to, to stick around. Um, maybe I don't, I don't think he, they're going to be able to trick him into the indentured servitude that they've got, uh, Acuna sure. and, uh, Albies on. Yeah. But that's also like on the flip side, that's, that's what makes it even scarier is that they should be aware of the fact that they have their entire team is on incredibly team friendly deals. They yeah. can absolutely afford to shell out for Otani because they've set up their, their franchise that way. I think, I think either way he's going to, he's going to the market, right? Like he's not just going to extend with somebody yeah. if he gets traded. And I, I, I just, I, I don't believe the Dodgers are going to be outbid on this guy. I don't think so either. And again, I just, like I, I'm, I'm fighting the internal dialogue of that being wishful thinking, but I, I truly believe yeah. that. I, like, <laughs> it should be the case. Yeah, I mean, we could very, like, again, I think both of us have said we could be wrong. Yeah. Entirely, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we're wrong, but I just, it's just one of those things that I, like, it just feels that <laughs> way. Um. Speaking of, so I, I got to see Otani this past weekend. I, I went to two games over the course of the last week. I hadn't gone to any games yet this season and then uh, jammed in two of the last four games of the first half. Um, so uh, one was against the Pirates. The other was the last game of the first half against the Angels. Um, first with the Angels game, uh, I, I mean, you know, pick your poison either you know either one of those angel games where you know the offense just went off on the angels it was great um michael grove pitched pretty well that that sunday or that saturday (laughs) game um it was also it was japanese heritage night which um uh, you know uh, some people will be like oh yeah obviously they're doing that because otani's in town but i also think a lot of franchises do that um because or at least you know if they hold a japanese heritage night it's uh, the dodgers have done that for a long time like whenever if ichiro ever came into into town they would have a japanese heritage night it's also you know a part of like they're aware that there will be a larger japanese contingent coming to that game so they want to be able yeah. to, to honor them um uh, so that was those the the jerseys looked cool. I, I wasn't part of that ticket package, but they, uh, the jerseys look cool. Um, should have just stolen one. I should have. <laughs> I found a child wearing one and just take it off their back. Yeah, um, you don't need this, kid. <laughs> can you read? Can you read this? Um, <laughs> um, I uh, I bought a I bought a Japanese Heritage Night uh, Kings T shirt that they sold. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, I'm much like most. Uh, most Americans, I'm one eighteenth Japanese on my mother's side. Oh, that's what I'm gonna say. Okay, <laughs> good. That's why I like Dragon Ball Z so much. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah the the first game I went to though was um, uh, that was the third game in the Pirates series. Yeah, um, that was uh, the game was like five two. I think was the final. So, um, I went with my family and we had, uh, some relatives in town from Norway. Um, so uh, my family was taking them a bunch of different places around the LA area. So we went to a Dodger game one night. Um, we got in, this was my first game this season. So it's the first time I've attended a game since they had instituted the pitch clock. Um, so we got in. We got up to the seats like five minutes before first pitch. We were reserve level at third base side, you know, decently high up. Um, we, uh, after uh, mid-second inning, we went down to get food 
just behind our seats. So, you know, not, not like we're changing sections at all, even to get food. Could have just uh, should have just kept walking and got back to your car and gone home. <laughs> um, uh, missed a full inning. A full inning of action <laughs> just to get a hot dog. Oh. Um, and then, like, we're eating, and the game is flying by. And again, it's not like it was 5-2, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a shutout. It wasn't an offensive explosion, but there was still action happening. Was, the game was still having stuff happen. Um, <laughs> by the time it gets to, like, the sixth inning, we had talked about, you know, taking taking them down to the, uh, the outfield area and seeing all the stuff behind the outfield. Um, and we're like at the end of the sixth and, and now I'm realizing like, we, we're not, we'll just do that after the game because the game's going to be done. Like if this, if we leave our seats to go down to the outfield, we're not coming back at this point. And sure yeah. enough. Yeah. Like the game started at seven ten, and it ended at like nine twenty nine twenty five, and it flew by. Wow. Rob Manfred's America, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is this is where the my, reality. My country gone. Um, and we like we took them down to the outfield and hung out out there, and then um, we you know we we were looking at all the different stuff, and by the time we we're walking to our car, it was ten ten, and the parking lot was completely empty. This is three <laughs> three hours so after sick. first pitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Now it it again it this was like a you know a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Um, it, it was Thursday night, um, against the pirates. So obviously like, it's not a gigantic crowd. Um, but it was still like over 40,000. Like it's still decent. Um, and yeah, because of this, this new pitch clock era in major league baseball, um, the game really felt like it flew by and we left three hours after first pitch to an empty parking lot at Dodger stadium. And that's insane. That's that, that's not how it's ever been on one hand. You're like, all right, yeah, that's great. That's efficient. It's, it is great for television, but in person, I'm also like, fuck, I'm not getting my money's worth. <laughs> like, this is, I'm not no. here for long. Yeah. Enough. Like I literally was, that seems to be a common, uh, common refrain by people too. I was, I, I was finishing my second beer in the ninth inning. And that's that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, like I was. I've never at a baseball game felt like I'm gonna walk out still with beer in my hand. This is. I can't do this. <laughs> this yeah, work. I, I, I have not been to a game since we went that uh, that one time when uh, it was still kind of COVIDy. Uh, right. And honestly, the way it sounds, I don't really want to go. <laughs> it's it's weird, man. I. It makes it better on TV, but mm. going to a baseball game was like, yeah, I can block out three to four hours of my day. And it's really just like going to a park. Yeah. And you're just hanging out yeah. and watching the game. Yeah. Like, or like like a like a really big bar, you know? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't understand. I will never understand the rush to kill that. Like, yeah. That is makes no sense to me. It was like because then on the uh, the Saturday night game, um, that was the Dodgers put up, what, 10, 11 runs? It was still under three hours. The, the the total game time was still under three hours. And on one hand, you know, again, like I get it for the televised product. And it is it is very nice to when we're watching games at night to have that be done at 930. That's 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 great. And that is how I'm going to consume like 98 percent of the games that I that I watch. But in terms of like actually spending a decent amount of money to go to these games 
it is very unfortunate because now you are feeling like you're not really getting your full money's worth because tickets are also more expensive now than they've ever been. And yeah. it, beer was fucking eighteen dollars for one beer is eighteen dollars. <laughs> like and, yeah, no, that's. And thankfully, you know, I mean, there's there are different craft beers and there's the there's like a one or two dollar upcharge for like, you know, nicer stuff. But yeah, so some people are spending eighteen dollars for, you know, a, a Michelob light and just like what well, you might as well just, you know, go go put a cup in the Throw toilet. Throw that money away, folks. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, it's. It's weird. Like it's honestly weird. I I I've liked the pitch clock more than I thought I would in terms of what it's done for the game, but what it has done for the in-person experience, I can't help but feel like it's harmed it a bit. Like <laughs> because yeah. yeah, I I I I don't want to feel like I'm going to miss an inning just to go get a hot dog. Did you say you don't want to close your eyes? <laughs> don't want to fall asleep? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I'm Again, gonna... mm-hmm. Rob Manfred should be killed. <laughs> uh, uh, well, he wants, he wants to keep the job, apparently. He told everybody I, today no, he wants to he keep the job. Not. And, and good for you, Rob. Uh, uh, we'd rather not, but <laughs> you know, I, that's, uh, thanks Just, for letting us I, know. I hope he has an unfortunate uh, voting accident with a pencil. <laughs> going to going to vote for himself and John Wick shows up and does what he does. You know what I'm saying? Just to close out here with uh, a couple thoughts on the Dodgers. Um, first off, uh, Miguel Vargas has been sent down to AAA. Which... Rest in peace. <laughs> Man, uh, I'm honestly wondering if we ever see him again and then that's 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 not meant to sound like a hot take um but i mean that as like it's very unfortunate to see what's uh what's been going on with miguel because like he struggled out of the gate and then kind of got worse um I, i i we were both very excited about him at the start of this season um but unfortunately there just haven't hasn't been that much to 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 really like hold on to with him at least with Altman you have like his first month of the season where he was very impressive um with Vargas there wasn't any real stretch of time where you're like all right yeah this guy definitely is the future at this position um, I not to say that I think that his career is over or that he won't even you know be back up by the end of the the season. I think he very well could. Um, but my concern is, and this has always been my concern with a lot of our prospects, um, Oklahoma City especially is an incredibly hitter friendly atmosphere, and sometimes guys will thrive in that atmosphere and then get to the majors and it doesn't fully translate. This is a a concern that people have had with plenty of different prospects, but a lot of guys for the Dodgers have still been able to overcome it. Like Will Smith or Gavin Lux, like they both raked in triple a and then they got to the majors and they were fine. The talent was there translated. Um, I still think that Vargas could absolutely be an everyday player in, in the majors and, and 
he was still a very highly thought of prospect after really rising through the ranks the last two years. Um, but uh, I, I think there is also real reason to be concerned because it's hard to see where there was true progress in his development over the last couple months. Um, it was great. Yeah, to- I, mm-hmm. I, it sucks because I, I really wanted Vargas to come up and make an immediate impact this year. And I think there are parts that are still there. Like his, he's clearly understands like how to work the pitch count and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think we all forgot though, that he broke his hand in like spring training. Right. And he just, anytime that happens, it's always, Oh yeah, this guy's not going to be like 100%. It's just mm. the Dodgers had such a bad off season. They really had no choice, but to just have him play. Yeah. So they, I, I, think they kind of set him up to fail mm-hmm. um so I, I do think a reset in the minors is the best case scenario but certainly not ideal for the way they've built the team in the offseason right and i think that's a good point i i think that it, it could be still he was trying to play through something that wasn't fully healed and and, and not fully done and now this will be a good time for him to to work on that and reevaluate but you know with the way that uh guys get hurt at the major league level um he probably will have to be out of necessity be back at some point um uh, and i do wonder even before his demotion i was wondering if they should just try to roll with a platoon of of vargas and bush uh for the rest of the season um i would like to see michael bush get an extended look at at second base at some point uh, before the end of the season um but I also, you know, I, I'm rooting for Vargas and I hope to see him get back and get another look. Um, and hopefully uh, he is able to to kind of tweak some things and figure things out in AAA. It is also, you know, it's part of the growing process. It's part of it's it's the growing pains. And um, James Outman has, has hit that hard. But also, I think you're seeing the other concern that I have with with the way that we view Dodger prospects and James Outman. And that's the fact that Outman has never consistently been, you know, super highly ranked in the Dodgers organization despite putting up very strong numbers coming up throughout the minors and and his first, you know, look in the majors was very promising, but he wasn't seen uh, at the same level as Vargas was in terms of prospect rankings and the way the organization viewed him. And I think we're now seeing why I think Outman really does profile more so as a as a fourth outfielder in uh, at the major league level. And thankfully, because of the fact that like Jason Hayward and David Peralta are playing really well, uh, both of them are hitting excellently um, to the point where that Mookie Betts is being forced into the infield because we want Hayward <laughs> and Peralta in the lineup every day. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I I think with Outman, you'll, you'll see that if he really is, you know, just kind of a fourth outfielder on a major league team, I think that's fine. Like there's, there's a ton of value in that. He's obviously a good defender. He, he can run well and yeah, he can hit right-handed pitching pretty well. Um, but we saw you know, Dave Roberts mentioned that they're probably also going to prioritize adding a right-handed bat in addition to, you know, adding relievers as they should be. They didn't really specify that that's a priority, but we all know it is. Um, so, you know, Jake Marisnik just got DFA'd, so expect him to be on the Dodgers by the end of the day. That's that's kind of where <laughs> that's, that's that's where uh, we're gonna end up. It's probably a bigger discussion uh than we have time for, but I 
I'm not sure if they should really do that much at the deadline. Mm. I'm not I'm not sold that they need to go make the big huge addition. I think they gotta play the fringes and if they find a good deal, then do it, but I, I don't think they're going to approach it like they have in the past. Sure. I, I agree. I mean, in the sense that, and and that's how Freeman especially is going to handle acquiring relievers is they're, they're probably going to get like just today they got, I don't, what was yeah, his name? Like uh, Taylor. I have no idea who that is. Um, guy is. <laughs> it's fine. You know, literally like what Brock Hudson is on the team or something. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know who that man is. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, yeah, yeah. They had the, every single reliever in the organization is, uh, is being used at some point this year. Also a point that I wanted to mention, um, has Yancy Almonte pitched in every game this season? Because it legitimately feels like he, <laughs> feels is, like it, yeah. he is the first person out of the bullpen in every single game. Um, uh, one last note about pitching. Dustin May was, sadly enough, shut down for the season. Um, I think my, my takeaway here is, unfortunately, like when he does come back in 2027 or whatever... Um, I think that he should be turned into a reliever because I think he could be a very dominant back end of the of the bullpen arm. Um, obviously, like he has the stuff to be a very good starter in this league, but if the wear and tear of being a starter is gonna just consistently do this to him, then you know, turn him into Eric Gagne. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. there's a lot worse things you could be than Eric Gagne of course you gotta you know put a couple needles in you to make that happen but hey um, uh, rest in peace Waluigi we will miss you <laughs> yeah that's that's <clears throat> those are kind of the bigger the bigger takeaways from what the Dodgers have been going through over the last few weeks um, again I mean, the Dodgers, uh, we we do kind of take for granted. We are still very spoiled with this roster. They they had three yeah, offensive Yeah, it's like the starters. worst roster <laughs> they've had in years, and they're in first place yeah. at the All-Star break. <laughs> um, you know, four, four position players made the All-Star team, and Clayton Kershaw made the All-Star team, and then you could have made arguments for, like, Evan Phillips on the All-Star team, and, uh, uh, yeah, I, I think that... um. The Dodgers are still in a very good place. Um, of course, the bullpen needs to be addressed. They're going to continue to address it. I Eventually, they're going to acquire somebody that you've heard of before. But just don't assume that it's a big name that you've heard of before. It'll be a Chris Martin-level name, which Chris Martin was very helpful last season. So Yeah, wouldn't be bad. that would have been uh, someone they could have kept around. Yeah. <laughs> and... and just to close on the thoughts with Vargas, I, I, again, I don't want to make it sound like I think he's doomed. I think that he's, his career is done. Um, I think that he, unfortunately, just over the last month especially, really didn't show much offensively. The Improving the plate discipline is, is super important, and that's super valuable, and it's going to help him for career longevity. Um, so it it's good that he was able to help himself in terms of growing in the long term, but also just, you know, getting hits definitely helps in general as well. So, um, 
I, I, I hope he gets back and I hope that he's able to be an everyday player at some point. It's just right now is not that point. No, no. Um, all right. Oh, and, uh, Daniel Hudson, uh, is back on the 60 day injured list, which sucks because like he looked good when he was back and then he, uh, he got himself out of that bases loaded it's jam, always, and then like it's always tripped. great when guys like come back and pitch once, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's dead." <laughs> yeah, he he passed, and you see like, like it awesome. was it was a knee injury, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Well, he just came back from a knee injury, and then they go, "Well, no, it's his other knee." <laughs> oh, that, actually, that's worse. <laughs> might as well just might as well just be like, "Yeah, he's uh, on the IL with old." <laughs> Oh man! At some point, Shelby Miller will come back. That'll that'll help the pen. Jimmy Nelson has been on a rehab assignment for uh like eighteen months. Um, so you know I don't know, but like legitimately, Jimmy Nelson's been like on a month long rehab assignment in the minors, which I think is also just known as being a minor leaguer. Um, so yeah. I, I'm a, I it's a little concerning to know that that's how long it's been, but I know that in the next couple of days they have to make a decision because you you can't be on a rehab assignment for more than 30 days because again, that's just being a minor leaguer. So, uh we'll see what happens there. I don't know. They might just DFA the dude they just got. <laughs> So that kind of tends to be the trend, even though like they're literally not going to play any games between now and then. Um, this this guy from the Brewers, who that's how we got Phil Bickford, and Phil Bickford, you know, was good, and now he's yeah, you know, now he's he's on a major league roster. So uh, you know, took him from the Brewers. So now maybe, he's Phil Bickford again. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, um. You know, it was cool that Mookie did the home run derby. He didn't do that well, but like, he just wanted to do it because hey, he wanted to say that he did it. Typical Dodger cool. in the home run derby. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. That's whatever. I think that's <laughs> at least yeah. he didn't like swing and miss like Puig did that one time. <laughs> was it was it Puig that only had one home run? Mm, was it? Or was that Kemp? I don't remember who that was. I thought it was. I thought it was somebody like more fringe than that. I don't. I I think even Hesop Choi got a few. Um, maybe that was maybe that was one of them. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, it's all right. You know, the home run derby doesn't uh doesn't matter. So it, it's it's again it's cool that Mookie, <laughs> Mookie. Piazza Piazza had zero in back to back years. Hell yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Kemp had one in 2012. Okay. He had two in 2011. There we go. And that's the 10 out format. That's inexcusable. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess like you're so, putting more pressure from, on each swing. So from 93 till 2014, Dodgers in the Derby hit a combined seven, eight, nine, ten home runs. Nice. And then in 2015, Jock hit 39 and lost in the finals. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was when they rigged it for the hometown for, dickhead. Yeah, for fucking Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier, yeah. right? Yeah. Seeger had 15. Bellinger had 27. Muncie had 29. And then in 2019, Jock had 60. <laughs> so all I'm hearing now is bring back Jock. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Um, I'm still for the like reverse home run, like like put Austin Barnes in the home run derby and see what happens. Just to, <laughs> oh god, 
crimes <laughs> against humanity. <laughs> Dodgers are sent to the Hague. Uh, damn. Yeah. All right. Well, um, baseball will come back in a couple days. Um, maybe the the roster will look different then, but who knows? Probably probably not. Deadline's um, uh, August first. Yep, yeah, we're we're getting there. We should yeah, we should get a very special guest this year. I don't know who. <laughs> Let's just tease that we have somebody, and we'll yeah. just not get anybody. We'll just pretend. I'll I'll I'll. Uh... Hey, you know what, guys? Tune in uh, for our trade deadline episode, and uh, make sure you have a bow tie <laughs> or uh, your favorite ventriloquist dummy. <laughs> One of the two. Uh. They they um during one of the All Star game like pregame shows at e- for ESPN like Jeff Passan was like standing to the side of the table so you could see his full yeah, body. Yeah, no, he's he, tiny. Yeah, I, he, no, he, I I'm not even convinced he's real. <laughs> he is a ventriloquist dummy come to life. <laughs> that was cr- it's cruel on ESPN to yeah. to to let the viewers in on the secret, and that's the fact that that Jeff Passan's head is is like eight tenths of his body. <laughs> it's uh, it's really just it's it's uh it's it's sad it's d- don't do that to that man just just leave him be just that's fine speaking of espn uh how the fuck did omar not get laid off <laughs> like, who omar the guy who runs their fucking social medias oh awful <laughs> just, yeah. the, the, like, that guy makes so much money to like find some 14 year olds tiktok about like uh, a, a trick shot they made like three years ago and then like put the caption of like bro really did it to him with a with a crying face emoji and then he gets like hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars to do that uh... and then he puts it on sports center even though like you know the nba finals was that day or something <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh, man. fucking omar uh like you know, this family made up this game and it's like these two kids playing rock paper scissors <laughs> <laughs> and then like would you play with a thinky face emoji uh um all right well uh i, I we should probably go now <laughs> yeah i'm done i have nothing left for these people <laughs> giving you everything i have today you guys fucking oh uh, god take that omar all right, uh, this is uh, this is Swing Shift again. You know, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Swing Shift R and B. We're I'm still trying to figure out how the how Threads works. Um, maybe we'll get there. Maybe you know, Bo and I are both on Blue Sky. <laughs> if any of you are yeah, on Blue Sky, yeah. follow me on uh, Blue Sky, and I will my it will increase my follower number to four. So please follow yeah, no, me we, on Blue Sky. We need the Swing Shift Discord. That's what we need. <laughs> oh god. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Alright, that's all I have. Right. Good night everybody. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Bye bye.